I got HIV, HPV, uh, DMV, everything that they can test you for. <laughs> like, you know, I got my registration fixed. It was good. So, <laughs> so good. <stuff. laughs> Test me for antibiotic. Test me for antibiotic. Just test me for it. Get your weekly dose of R and R. What up? This is your. <laughs> What up? This is your boy, Dope Boy. I'm Kevin. And this is another installment of Started Off to the Left. Right to, I said to the left, you big watermelon head boy. Pay attention to this. Listen to this. What up? This is your boy, Dope Boy. Kevin. <laughs> and this is another installment of Started Off to the Right. Righteous and righteous. So you weren't listening. You listen to me. Listen. You gotta listen. Just listen. I'm gonna say left, right. Just know that you gotta go. Okay, okay. Right. I was trying to anticipate. Okay. What up? This is your boy, Dope Boy. Kevin Frederick. I came on stage. I'm so happy to be here. And this is another installment of Started Off to the Left. Righteous and wretched. And we're in Alabama and Roll Tide. And they got Zesties. Righteous, but I'm on a diet. Next oh, way in, next to one, I gotta be 275. Leave that party and where I was messing up and let the people know I'm not perfect. Yeah, nobody thought you was. We see how you built out here. We know you ain't perfect. We can look at your form. You built like hash browns. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Flapjacks is what I wanted to say. All right, first off, I wanna say a special shout out to the Right Pack. The Right The family pack. that we have. Um, they, they're getting this super early. They're, they're getting, getting this super This is, is today's today? Saturday? Saturday, September 28th. They're going to get it today. They're get it today. A lot of times they get it live, but the you know hotel Wi-Fi, all that. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get it today. And you could be a part of said Right Pack. Just visit us at righteousandratchet.com. Mm -hmm. You can join for as low as $5 a month. You get one free bonus episode every week that the general public doesn't get. You get discounts on tickets, exclusive uh, Wonder Years album drops, Kevin with his Gucci bra when it comes out. All these things you can get if you join. And here's the thing that you might not understand that you get. Mm -hmm. You get the real Kevin Dobo. Because on the podcast things are going out to the whole world. Mm -hmm. We're a little more uh, reserved. reserved about what we can say. Reeled in. We're real filtered. Filtered. If you will. If, if one would. If but one the would. family, all the right pack oh, family, oh. we're more vulnerable. We talk about our hopes, our fears, our dreams. Mm -hmm. And then we can make a little bit more jokes that we know are we ain't gonna get cancer by the right back. Join that. Um, so yes, we love y'all and uh, join. So uh, first topic at hand, we have finally taken Righteous and Ratchet on the road live, and boy, 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 I got some mixed feelings. So so far we're we're three shows in. We did Memphis. the first show Memphis, Memphis. at Chuckles Comedy Club, the Memphians, right? And then we had um, two shows last night, which was Friday at the Starlight. Theater. Star Dome. Star Dome Theater. Star Crunch. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's first off talk about what was <laughs> what's better, Star Crunch or Zebra Cakes? Oh, Star Zebra. Crunch. No, I'm not Zebra a big fan of Zebra Cakes. Zebra Cakes are good, but it's like the waxy. The waxy stuff. Thing, I don't like man. that. The outside? That waxy. Like, what am I eating? I don't know. I don't I like, like that. the cake on the inside, so the I'm gonna continue. I'll, I'll I'll forego. I've never been a fan of Zebra Cakes. What's your favorite little Debbie snack? Oh my pies? Honey bone. Honey bone. Honey bone. You don't like the oily aftertaste you get after eating? They do have. I don't mind it. What's your favorite, Little Debbie? 
I, I, I kind of like just a little, uh, what are those, the snowballs? Mm. Mm, the hogs? The fake like hogs? No, the snowballs. It's, it's the one with like, the coconut, coconut on the outside. Stuff. I don't like coconut. Yeah. Honey bun, number one. Mm. Uh, Swiss rolls, the, the strawberries. They have that same waxy that the zebra cake got, though. Honey bun? No, the, the Swiss rolls. The, the strawberry one? That's the swirl one, right? Yeah, right. the, the strawberry one? Yeah, the chocolate one. The chocolate one has the waxy feel. Maybe the yeah, strawberry no, one. The strawberry doesn't have it. I don't okay. know. As much. Your top three, give me your top three next. That's and then Star Crunch. I think my number one would be oatmeal pie. What I do is I put oh. that in ice cream. I put it in ice cream. You're you're like, gonna like, something. I got to change the temperature. I, like I, like, I, like, like, I like oatmeal cookies, but I don't like oatmeal cream pie. I love the I cream. Like, you always put stuff in stuff. Because I got to switch the temperature, man. <laughs> I want to control the temperature on pop culture. So uh, that would be number one is the oatmeal pie. Number two would be the peanut butter wafer bars. Like the oh, thick ones. Nutty, 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 oh. You put those, those in the freezer. Fire. Put those in the freezer. Why? Dude, Shut up your mouth up. Joe Boy, we put those in the skillet. You sauteed them. You ain't never sauteed them. All that takes more time. You can't. You can't crack those open when you get in the car and start driving. You gotta go can? I'll it. crash this car before I not eat this. <laughs> <laughs> number three for me would be zebra cakes, even with the waxy. I I eat a candle. <laughs> it tastes like this. And we we we, we talked about this. I on eat the, a candle. We talked about this on the radio station the other day. Have you ever chewed a cupcake wrapper? A little bit. I've scraped. I've scraped. I've, I've scraped. No, like bubblegum. I've, I've definitely scraped. I've scraped. I ain't never been like. I, I, it's another cupcake in the wrapper if you chew it the right way. Especially it's not like, that much left. Uh, yeah. Especially like towards the ends where you uh, get that crispy part. Whoever whoever thought of cupcake is a genius, I want to interview the man. Because he was like, cake is good, but we got to take it more. Or I'm sure a woman did it. Yeah, absolutely. Men ain't that smart. No, we'd be like, oh. <laughs> cake on the go. Okay, so what. what what was your biggest fears going into the live shows? I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Keep it a hundred button. Like we usually do on the right. Come on, man, you know how we do. My biggest fear was the eighty five South Show podcast. Because mm, they, they are, are shout out to the eighty five South Show, the friends of the podcast. And, and and just funny individuals and their live show is perfection. It'd be two hours and in big just, stadiums. And their audience just mm. eats it up. So the competitor in me, so when I see stand-up, I maybe like, I could do stand-up. Mm -hmm. I could do this. I could do that. So when you see the 85 South Show podcast, one, we don't do what they do. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Right? The, the Our style of comedy, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, So I'm not, you know, it's not like a copy of thing. It's just like... How are they doing this new form of entertainment? Well, yeah. Partly that and like how are they at this level? Like, I know they've been around as a podcast for a long they, time. I think they sold out the Hollywood Palladium. Yes. It was. And yeah. we were out of town. I remember we were going to go, but we were on the road yes. ourselves. I've been trying to go. You know, Lou Neal actually told me that way early in my career. And she wasn't talking about me. It was when Zay Zay was getting a movie. She was like, you're never going to get to see your friends perform. Mm -hmm. And they're never going to get to see you. If, you're, if your careers are both doing well, like you'll be lucky mm -hmm. if you ever get to wow. see your friends work. And I was like, that is so true. Like, you almost have to go out of your way. Like, I saw Tobe, I was flying out that night. I got to see him only for 45, remember? 45 minutes, and then we had to go to the airport. But unless you're lucky enough to be on the same show. Right, right, right. So, um, but anyway, uh, the competitive part of me is like, man, I want it to be like that. Mm -hmm. Like, not necessarily their style, but right. like how they're murking and the mm -hmm. video content is good. It's like they're shooting a stand-up special every week. They, and it's multiple cameras. And it looks like the best time. They're musicians. Just... They, they became, I mean, they did a one this week. A wheelchair dude was handing somebody, a, a one of them, a blunt or something, mm -hmm. and they were roasting him. 
And he smoked with him. And then he fell out the chair. I didn't see that one. They roasted someone in a wheelchair? But, but it's not But it's bad. love, though. It's like it's the people who want it. passage, yeah. It's, they love it. Yeah. Right. Mean the they mean Yes. They <laughs> was, was, was like, wheelchair, man. I mean, Come but on, just man. think about it. Like, you know, if, you're, if you they have an ailment, you know what it is. It's like, well, let's have fun with it. It was right? like with Jay Wills. Jay Wills, when he didn't roast me, and his mom was there, and we didn't know. And we lit his behind up. And his mom was like, this is the best thing for him. Like. Y'all treated him like one family, of us, one of the guys. Right? You didn't treat him with, with special gloves, but mm -hmm. it was really just like every week they released their episodes in full, and I'd be like, man, they that are is killing it, yeah. And we like, and the other part is, <clears throat> so they have their former down, mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of. I've never been to a live podcast show. My wife has been to a couple. She saw the Reeve a couple years ago, um, and some other ones. And she was like, Kev, all you got to do is a live podcast. And I'm like, wow, it got to be more than that. <laughs> more. I need more. Because I'm always leery about what the audience, the Perceived show they have. Like, yeah, like. The experience. So I'm like, deep in my head, I'm like, what if they went to the 85 South show, then they come to this, they're like, it ain't the same. But it's not the same anyway. Exactly. You know we're I mean? not the same type of comedian. We're not the same type of comedian. It's not yeah. the same type of show. Like, um, so that, that, but that got in my head. Because we haven't, and also the biggest thing. Uh, not even the 85 South Show. Probably the biggest thing is never having done something like this before and not knowing what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. I remember we were doing the ADD um, uh, Squad Live. Mm -hmm. Like, we did rehearsals yes, for yeah, that. Exactly. So, there, because that was actually like a live game show. Mm -hmm. So, putting something out there that you're not even sure of yourself, if it will work, if people have already paid, then it's like, oh. Like, if it was free, I'm like, okay, we can work it out. If it exactly. was like five bucks, mm -hmm. people pay regular price. Real regular good money on marquee days. This regular Memphis and Alabama. Friday, money. Saturday night. And then another thing that I noticed too, at the, uh, at the, at the uh, Star Dome, there were people there that weren't necessarily there for us. They were just coming to see a comedy show on a Friday night. So that's the thing that the clubs are... Um, Leery about doing mm -hmm. live podcasts on the weekend, right? Like on their off nights, they're like, "Who cares? Right. You come in, anything you do is fine." Mm -hmm. But on a Friday, Saturday night, mm -hmm. we have people who come just Pain. because our club is known for. So come. we had like older white people. A grip. That second Bruh. show, it was a grip. So they're not necessarily fans of Rises and Rises. Didn't necessarily know who we were. No, they're like, oh man, we're gonna go out and have a drink. Mm -hmm. They were having the time, the time of their that's what life. They, and okay, so let me tell you what my fear, what my concerns were going okay. into it. False evidence appearing real, happening for fear. Oh, I was I, afraid. Not never. False evidence appearing real. So then you gotta understand the the fast track of stand up that I've been put on since I openly admitted that I was traumatized from being booed at seven. Yeah. You said though, once I quit all that, you're like, bro, come on, come get on the road. Just yeah. you know, just just get back into it. You're never gonna do it until you get over your fear. So right. just come out. So yeah. came out and that was a very safe moment for me because I was only doing seven to ten from the bullet. You know, I, you guys were coming to here's a great host, Tony Baker's an amazing comedian, you're a phenomenal. So it was like even if I went out there and bombed, nobody's gonna be upset. It's, right. they, I'm not even. Show I'm not even advertised on the flyers. It's a bonus. Your bonus. Your bonus episode, like we have on Ratchet and Ratchet .com. That's all it is. So it was a lot less <laughs> pressure, and I was good going into this. I'm like, it's just me and you. I was definitely afraid. Never told you this. Definitely afraid. Like, cause you were like, do just when you start off do 12 to 15. I'm just like. I was of, and I didn't want to say it because I know with me, I feel like God puts my blessings in the places that I'm afraid to go. Mm. I feel like it happens all the time. So if I'm afraid of it, I'm like, I have to 
go do this. Almost so like, like the fresh food aisle and all the vegetables. <laughs> the That's all your blessings are right. <laughs> is it the coldness <laughs> Whole Foods has so many blessings for you. Look at how woke go there. Like, <laughs> so I was afraid, yeah. and I was, you know, and plus it was like I've never, I've done stand up before. I've never, like, we've done this podcast a bunch of times in a year, but I've never done it live mm. in front of somebody. So I was really, really scared going into it. So let's talk to him about what happened the first show. Okay. Talk about first show. Oh, man. Memphis? Oh, okay. Memphis? Memphis was lit. Had some technical difficulties. Well, before Stop. we got to the technical right. difficulties, huh? we pulled up at 6 o'clock. Now, mind you, Memphis and Birmingham are both late purchase cities, which means people buy tickets the last week, right. two, three or four days before the show to the day of the show. Now, as a promoter and as a agent and um, uh, uh, seller, you're always leery if you haven't sold tickets, right? Because it's like, okay, if we don't sell well, we're not going to be able to get back um, to come to this place. So right. like, nah, man, you didn't even... So it doesn't bode well for the businesses. Right. Like so, and so this is the first time that I haven't been handling the tickets. So usually I have them on Eventbrite. I can keep them day to day. I can do ads. I can adjust all this stuff. Did that give you a bit of, of anxiety to not have the control you normally have? I don't know if it's anxiety is the right word. More like um, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better word for yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I definitely was like, <laughs> I need to. And, so, and they only send me the ticket updates on Mondays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. So like. You know, I, I mean, Ben Brown, I, I was checking every day, right. especially the cities that weren't selling well. Like, okay, what do we need to do? Right? So, um, the club there, when we get there at six o'clock, there's nobody there, there's no audience at all, no, no line, DJ. no DJ. <laughs> so, I'm like, man, this is gonna be like, uh, we didn't really sell well, we're not gonna be able to come back, this and that, and that, you know. <laughs> Why do so, we always go to the worst thing in our minds? I wish I wasn't like that as a man. I, 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 I hate it. I think it's the creative part of you opening up yourself for your art. And um, so, luckily, mm -hmm. people came. They started in droves. Good amount. Like, look, and this Josh was tacos. Around. This wasn't no Woody yeah. Pooty. Uh, was uh, Sinbad was gonna be there the next day. Eighty-five South played Chuckles in August, exactly of last year. So yeah. So Josh came around the corner after we were sitting in the green room for a minute. Like, mm -hmm. Josh was like, "Man, it's packed in there." I was like, "It is." <laughs> I feel like an anime character. <laughs> what? And lo and behold, they're out there. So then you were freaking out because the DJ wasn't there. And I, and I had some music cues that I wanted to do that I was relying on. Music so, cue McGee. And I'm, I got to get away from that. So it was like a little bit of, you know, but the, the good thing about it was it was a 100% righteous and ratchet audience. They all yes. came specifically for yeah, us. Yeah. So going into it, like we went out there, we went a couple minutes. And then when you brought me up for us to stand up. I, I felt like I was rocking. Like everything was going. The, the audience was the jokes. Everything was just landing. You okay? Let me tell you this. I told you this in person, but let me tell you this in front of other people. Um, Kev is really one of the best comedians in the game, and I know that it's no, no. I take this praise and and and, and, uh, and admiration. And you gotta understand what I've seen this man do over the past eighteen months. I seen him do his first stand up tour, the first real comedian social media with one whole headline set 45 minutes to an hour so i heard that set it was great it was polished it was dope then he turned around because that said that the the real comedians of social media ended the first time what september of 2018 yeah so then he went back on the road four months later and i was nervous for him didn't want to tell him like kevin are you sure you're ready to have a whole nother hour he's like no i got it because he wasn't going out hitting clubs i was really nervous for you <laughs> seen him rock and i was like he has a whole new hour it is flawless and by the end of that time i was like he killed it 
When I tell you this dude came out and did 25 minutes of material I never heard, and it was killing. I, he blew my doors off. I was just like, Kevin is a monster. Like, I've seen you. This is your third, like, and it was just, you were having fun. So then he kills that. Then we started having fun with the audience. It was just a great show all around. Do you have any, any issues on the first show? That you think I mean, just the DJ not being there, the show starting late. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you can't control. And the intangibles you, that happen. Intangibles. Right. And I realize I'm a I'm a control freak. Right. You know, I, I want to control the tickets. I want to control the show. You know what I want to control in my life more than anything? What? My good night's sleep. Because it is so important in every aspect of my life. Now, sleep is really important. And we spend a lot of time on our mattresses. So if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. Now, look, I used to wake up feeling stiff in the morning or with a lot of back pain. But ever since I got a purple mattress, I've been waking up refreshed. It's so comfortable. Mm -hmm. It stays nice and cool at night and I never wake up in pain. I've truly been getting the best sleep I've ever had. Now peep this. The purple mattress will probably feel better than anything you've ever experienced because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory foam that I'm used to. Mm -hmm. The purple material is amazing because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps your back and neck supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so you're not hot when you sleep. It gives you the zero gravity feels, so it works for any sleeping position. Now listen, listen this, listen this. Listen this. Purple is offering a 100-night risk-free trial. So, if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty. Mm -hmm. Purple has free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, and old mattress removal. And you got one. Oh, you know, and I love it. And now, I listen, love it. You're going to love Purple. And right now, our listeners will get a free Purple Pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text RR, RR to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text RR, RR to 84888. That's RR, RR to 84888. Message and rate data rates may apply. Kevin, just to add real quick, you mentioned something about negative thoughts and how they kind of went into, uh, how they kind of got triggered by... You said you, you're pulling up, you didn't see the line, you didn't see people, DJ wasn't there, everything was kind of like a scramble. Um, so there's this thing in therapy, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy, and in that, there's something that's called automatic negative thoughts, aka ants. Shout out to Talkspace. Hey, ants, okay, Josh. And they, they stem from the anxious thoughts, like anxiety, and they are um, subconscious thoughts that occur in response to everyday events. These thoughts are often irrational, self-defeating, and may fuel social anxiety disorders. Just to, just to think about it. Come on, Josh, what the hell? So that, I'm going to tell you what one of my aunts is. Okay. I'm not going to be funny anymore. I have that every day. I have that on the internet. I'm running out. There's no more videos to make. There's no more content. If I have gone three or four days without a video doing well, I'm like, I lost it. I'm mm -hmm. falling off. So many creators fall off. And there's, there's, there's new people coming there. They're, they're out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm going to have to go back and work a regular. There's nothing in my life that leads to this. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like, that's why I don't be able to chill. Like, I got to make a video. Even if it's not okay, I got to do it. I gotta, you know what I mean? Part of it is my discipline that I've been training myself for so many years. But part of it is like, man, something got to blow. Something got to blow. I got to stay on these people's feet. And then for stand-up, it's like, every time I do a new hour or 45 or 25, I'm like, that's more material that I can't do mm -hmm. again, or that I've heard. Now, there's some comedians who've been running the same material for 10 years. Yeah, if they just... have released it on the special, like, and I get it, but I want, no, at this I stage, it's lazy. Like, no, I, it's definitely lazy, yeah. but I get it. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Because there's also a lot of people who don't come every time. Sure. So it's like, man, why am I going to burn new material 
You know, because this tour was of so many people that didn't come last year. Mm -hmm. Like, you are there one day out of the year, 365 mm -hmm. days. There's a lot of people who don't come. So the chances you run that same material back, you you do it. But people, I'm more afraid of return audience being like, well, he ran that joke. I wanted, to, I wanted to say something to you because I, I don't want to lose the thought about you and how your thoughts dominate your mind all the time. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm really, really proud of you for, and Josh has been doing it too, you playing that video game. It's it's so Cap got a new video game called FIFA, FIFA and and Josh plays it too and I didn't really understand I'm like why you know but just to kind of see you disconnect and be into something else I think that's going to be really healthy for yeah you I feel like way. somebody asked me uh, a friend of mine asked me a while back like what do you do for self care and I was telling my wife this not even two months ago mm -hmm. she was like what do you what do you do for self care and I was like. I go get some massages sometimes. <laughs> She's like, that's like once every six months. And I was like, I don't, I don't really be self-caring. And my wife was like, bro, you gotta like, you have to. You gotta find like she watches Grey's Anatomy. Like I'm, I, I, so FIFA. Mm -hmm. So what I end up doing is like when I'm on the internet, I don't. Some people just be on the internet chilling to You're relax. Working. I'm like looking for videos, looking for tweets, looking for. You're you going on vacation. On vacation, man. I start playing FIFA. And I just beep, boop, beep, and that's beep, good because it takes your takes your mind away. Bro, I just be chilling, like, and it's 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 a uh, it's a time where I don't have to work or miss. Because yesterday, man, I already posted three videos, three videos that day, and I'm still on the internet. I gotta get one for tomorrow. Then what about Tuesday? I feel then like I'm gonna be on vacation. Then if I don't post video vacation, never forget about me. <laughs> and then my children will join me. <laughs> they be like, "Who are you?" I be like, "It's me, Kevin." So, um, uh, but I'm gonna tell you what really makes it a lot easier fans that like you already. Oh my god, the one thing that was really tough about coming up in comedy is you have no fans, you mm -hmm. have to prove to every individual, every audience that you're funny. Mm -hmm. Every show, you mm -hmm. have no fans. I never thought about that. Nobody knows they don't you know from, you from a loaf of pumpernickel, and they and they this before I had videos and stuff. <laughs> yes, that pumpernickel, good usage. <laughs> So they're just like, and you know, comedy clubs, they make, you make me laugh. Exactly. I never heard of this guy. It's like almost like a challenge to not laugh, even yeah. though I'm here at a comedy club. Yeah, so those couple of years, man, it was it was, it was tough. Mm -hmm. So now, because of I've been doing tours and the videos, people are at least familiar with me and they're happy to come mm -hmm. and they want to see. But then, so that should make put me at ease, right? Mm -hmm. Now, instead of being at ease, I'm like, okay, I, I can't disappoint them. Mm -hmm. I got to make sure because a lot of social media can be, people from social media do stand up. They're not funny in real life. Mm -hmm. So I got to make sure I defeat that thing. And then I thought, well, it's funny because I saw one comment on the internet. One comment mm -hmm. this tour. Somebody was like, oh, I was coming to a city and I posted the event. And they were like, oh, man, they tagged their friend like, we should go. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, it was cool last year. Uh, but I saw him this year again. He was just okay this time. Right. And I was just like, <laughs> why do you think that? I wanted to be good as well. <laughs> And it messes with your head. Yeah, but the first year's tour, uh, the first tour's set mm -hmm. had been crafted over like oh, years. eight years. Right. And then you did the second one and not, you didn't even work it out a ton. Man, you, you're my hero. So listen, so that was all good. So good stuff is always good. Let's get to the, I don't like to call them bad stuff, but areas the speed bumps. for improvement. The speed bumps along the road. Let me tell you what happens on the second show. Oh, baby. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. Oh, I didn't know you this on the docket. Oh, I, I, oh, I got some more stuff on the docket. Oh, you probably going to be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can sit back there. Wait, Kevin, I got you. So we start the show. Now, mind you, this is now the first the first show uh, at the Stardome. And now this is the first show where it ain't just Righteous and Ratchet fans. Now there's just people that might not even know 
who Doughboy or Kevin Stage is. And some of them are white. So, we come out. White dude that was 58 years old in the front row. I was like, oh. And he looked, yeah, it was, he was spitting the tobacco into his. Yeah, it was like, it was a practice show. Yeah. Go ahead, little nigga. See what you got. No, you said that. Okay, so look. So then, we go out. We go out, set the stage. Because that's what we do at the show. We talk to people at first. And I'm... For some reason, just nervous than, than most times. Terrified. Because what happened was the competitor in me seeing how good you did the day before, and I'm like, man, let me go back and tweak my set because I had a good set. I, I noticed like, you were like, that, I, was, I, I told I was, you, what, what are you, what are you working on? My set. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was trying like, to. Set had went well. I, I'm sitting here like I want to make it better. It's just you just want to give the people the best show. I'm like, I want to just be like. Doe came and then Kev came, so I just I want to I, I want to always yeah, be yeah. good. Well, I got it. When I tell you, Kev brings me out. I get on stage. I forget my name. <laughs> like, it's that type of go blank. It's, what are you even doing up here? <laughs> What's up? Who are my you? name is. What's my name? name? What? I okay. lost everything. The She's room crazy. got quiet. And then once again, I'm on stage at Southern about to get booed. Is that what you thought? Yes. The room started closing in on me. I, like, my mouth dried up. I look over at Kevin and he was just like, <laughs> and so I'm just like, they joking. I was just like, yeah, say, the <laughs> say the things, they make them laugh. Don't look I'm at like, me, look at them. I say something, then in my mind goes completely blank. I have some notes, some bullet points. I forget they're even there to look at them. I'm just like, Ugh. Kevin told me, and this is why I love you and you're my brother. Kevin will not let me be anything than my best. And he wants the best for me. I made Kevin a promise that when I came on this tour, that I would not do the safe material I did on Real Comedians. And that I would talk more about personal stuff in my life and that I would not use this safe material. And so I, I'm scared and I'm losing everything. So I said, well, just get him back on your side. Just say one of your old jokes. So I go into one to, to start sending one of the old jokes and Kevin's sitting there like, you better not, you better not. So I'm like, man, shut up, you off stage. I start to go into it. Kev walks on stage in the middle of my set. Like, no, 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 no. Get off stage, get off stage. Grabs the mic, uh-uh, we're not doing this. Nah, that's not Doughboy set. I'm going to bring him back up here, da-da-da. And we're not, and I remember, I love you so much for that. Just because you're my brother. And I, I didn't take it but, but any other and way. And I that, would never I know do that, that to a regular comedian. I'd be like, man, this dude is. It's trash. But I'm like, man, we ain't going back. I, exactly. And, I, and I, I really, really appreciate you for that because you you're helping me. And, and I came back and I, I fought through the set. Still wasn't the greatest, but I fought through it and I didn't run and I trusted my material. Well, I'm going to tell you the thing before you finish mm -hmm. about that's hard for comedy. There's no rehearsal. Mm -hmm. It's one of the only, if not the only, I can't think of another performance thing where you can't even practice. Mm -mm. You have to practice. You can't practice, you have to practice live in front of people. Yes, you can you, try it as much as you want in your mirror. You, your mirror doesn't laugh mm -hmm. when it's good or bad. Your mirror didn't just get off work and come to the show and has a 2 yeah. yeah. And that's a big difference between comedy and music is mm -hmm. music, you'll have your set and you just perform it. Yes. If if comedy doesn't work, you can pivot. If, yes. If a joke isn't working, you can. If, if a joke isn't working, you can get out of it and go to the next thing. Music, yeah. it's just a, it's not a play. In, and a lot of times, music you can release it early and people mm -hmm. can learn it. And right. They can sing it with you. Right. So if somebody told me this, I thought it was really fun. They was like, if you're a musician, nobody wants to hear your new stuff. 
<laughs> Meaning nobody wants to hear your old stuff. Wow, I love that. So quote. musicians can, if you write a hit song like Beyonce, Bruno Mars, you know, Jay Z, all these, they almost despise if bro, you give them something new. Like, bro, ain't nobody sing single ladies. Hear, sing single <laughs> Sing the song I know and like. Mm -hmm. And for us, man, ain't nobody trying to hear those. I like those old jokes. Give mm -hmm. me new ones. Right. So in order to get there, you have to practice them. And then you got to take some arrows sometimes. And whether you do it on stage at you know Stardome or Chuckles or you work out in LA. It's still gonna be people who are fans of you or haven't heard of you, and they have to watch you practice. And this is this is the good thing that I love about what we have created with our audience is that I feel like our audience ain't just fans. I feel like our audience is a community. Right. I feel like people on Patreon, the Patreons, like we love them so. Pe these people still pay good money to come yeah. see us. You know, at the end of the show, I maybe had at least eight to ten people come up to me like, "Dog, you're gonna be fine." Just. Just slow down. Just, you know you're funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? We was really? rocking with you. Yes, like, they wasn't like, oh, that was trash. They was just, and that made me feel so good because we're building something that people can't take away from us. You can't take away. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the joke. want you to do the best. They just they're happy either way. Exactly. And they, they they know the struggle. So I was just, it made me feel so good. Did, did you have any other thoughts about the first show? Like, because then your performance went, and then we did the rest I mean, of the it show. I mean, it's a great feeling to have new material work. Because mm -hmm. you write it in your phone. I got lists. And I'm like, this should all be funny. Right. It is funny <laughs> to me. Right. Then it goes out there and it it's not all funny. Mm -mm. And you and I was, I was telling you this when you were struggling. <laughs> I said, man, you, you gotta stick with the struggle because that I I found more funny tags in bad sets than I have in good ones. Because when they're not laughing, you're like, okay, okay, you want me to try this? It makes me, me speed that. up, makes me talk fast, makes me oh, get more conversative with the audience. Yeah, I grab my earlobe. I have a lot of telltale signs that I'm dying. Really? Absolutely. You ever see me grab my ear? It's like get him off the stage. He's he's imploding. I don't know what grabbing my ear makes me feel grounded for, but if I grab my ear, something's wrong. So you when you get nervous, you you having a you were talking. About, so how are you guys doing today? What did you have for lunch? I was just. It was a moment up there. I was just like, what are you? It was just. What are you doing up here? Get and off. The funny thing is. <laughs> I think for you, I was talking, me and Josh were looking back at each other. We were there and Josh was like, Josh was making that face stuff. He's like, I even came out of the crowd. I was like, oh, I can't this. So I'm going to tell you the thing that's, that boggles my mind about you. When you tell us a story, you, are you when there's no pressure, it is the funniest thing in the world. When you tell the podcast, you have no fear. You don't. There's no trepidation. There's You have no regard. But just you have to just think of the difference in this in the environments. I'm amongst friends. We're just talking. It's just me trying to tell you a story. It's not. It's nothing yeah. on the no stakes. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a camera. Yeah, they're there. But when you're in front of 500 people that paid money to, to for you to make them laugh, you start to put a different type of pressure on yourself. That's true. To that. deliver. So what do you? If you could just do what you do. That will be the key. When I can be me there, oh, man. I think you, I'll be fine. You'll be a superstar. But that's where I think the fear comes in. Sometimes because I'm really talking about really personal material too, like. You know, like, so I'm talking about real things in my life. And that's why nobody can take it from you. Yeah. And, and you find a way to make it all funny, but then when you get on stage, you're like, Single ladies, you want to take me, take me, take me, <laughs> Yeah, like, maybe you're going to separate. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> why did you shit me like that? I don't know, man. <laughs> So man, I'm so, so excited. So, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Is that Justin the same yeah. Oh man, but, but really I think what we're doing on our show that we're just painting a picture of who we are. Listen, man. And speaking I, of painting pictures, when I first heard at painterlife.com, 
you can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from a photo. I thought, what a great idea. It must be so expensive, but Paint Your Life paintings are affordable. A painting from Paint Your Life makes the perfect gift. It's meaningful, personal, and it can be cherished forever. It was really, really cool. You know, Kiara moving in with me, um, I was super excited about that. But you've been in my house before. I used to have that Obama poster on the wall. It was just ridiculous. You've been out of office for a minute. Yeah. So my thing <laughs> is, I wanted to make my house more of a home when my daughter came. I didn't want her to look like a bachelor rad pad. I wanted to do So I took a picture of me and my daughter. Uh, the picture that it was one of the famous, you know, the, my favorite pictures. Mm -hmm. um, me and her when we did dad jokes. Yeah. I sent it to Paint Your Life. They painted it. It looks like a whole portrait. I put it up in my living room. It's really it amazing. It's in the living room. It's a conversation starter. It's very warm starter. and inviting. Yeah, and then right across from it, it's another painting of me, but I'm just in love with myself. This is kind of how I am. And the great thing about PaintYourLife.com is that you choose the artist whose work you most admire and work with them throughout the process until every detail is perfect. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. With Paint Your Life, you get your favorite memories transformed into a work of art that will be cherished forever. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 30% off your painting. That's right, 30% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text RR, RR. to 484848. That's RR, RR. to 484848. Text RR, RR. RR. to 484848. Message and data rates may apply. All right, now you ready for the curveball, Kev? I'm not ready. Knowing you, it could be anything. Okay. The thing that made this show so special to me, because I knew we had something special. I was like, man, some of the conversations we'd be having, man, mm -hmm. we should say these in front of the world. Righteous and Ratchet was kind of birthed out of, Kev's my best friend, and he's a married guy, two kids. I'm a single guy out here, one kid, and just living my life. And we just view the world very differently and the same. So um, I found what has made me to be the best on this podcast is just being honest and transparent. We had a conversation the other day, mm, no. and it got really, really real. Oh, yeah, you know about it. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to talk. I went back and forth with myself. I said, nah, I, I ain't got to tell everybody everything. I prayed on it, and I said, and, and what God, God comforted me in saying, though, this is, the, this is the gift that I gave you. You go out here. You be yourself. And you don't ever be ashamed of who you are. You know we're doing a bonus. I know that we're doing a bonus. And I wanted this for the man. Is that okay with you, Josh? Is it okay with your beard? Is it okay with your car? Let me talk to your car. Is it okay with Josh? If I... Okay. Cool. Is it cool with you? As long as it's cool. Um, I did a lot of content on All Death back in the day. And I used to have a slogan called Condoms Are For Suckers. Let me tell you now, condoms are not for suckers. Oh, um, God. No I, had a, I had a STD scare. <laughs> I had an STD scare, boo, oh. it happened. And um, I'm okay in talking about it because, bro, people need to hear these things. These are real, com and the, with the law, we had a conversation from driving from Memphis to, he, to, to Birmingham, to Birmingham in Alabama. the middle of the night. We talked, to, we all, me, Greg, Josh, we all, and I thought it was such, I wish we could have had a camera there just to have that conversation and different views of different men in different areas in their life. So I want to talk to you about this. So basically what had happened was, since I had the pregnancy scare of last year, I really, it just was a very jarring, open, eye-opening experience. So I was like, I'm going to be much more careful. If I do choose to have sex, I will protect myself. I will wear condoms. I will be the man that I'm supposed to be. I will get regularly tested to have good sexual health. Mm. That's what I tried to do. Last time I had a uh, physical, when I got everything screened, was in April. Okay, so I went and I get screened and no STDs. All right, cool. So I hadn't really been, you know, there was 
you know, few women that I had had sex with around that time and it was, you know, unprotected. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, we did it. I got a test. I'm good. So we're cool. All right. So cool. So for the most part, I've been chilling. I haven't really been doing much. I've just been, you know, chilling. And if I do have sex, it's protected, blah, blah, blah. Then I get a call from an ex. She had, we had had sex, you know, some, you know, some time back, maybe a month or two ago. And she's like, hey, um, got an STD. You gave it to me. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? what, what? So, I'm like, and the two STDs was chlamydia and chicken. I don't even know what the other one called it. Chicken. Trichinosis. Chicken, 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 yes. So, she was like, these are two. Is that real? Yeah. Chicken. It comes from chicken? I, <laughs> <laughs> chicken. Yes, it is. Is that really the STD? It's called chicken. I, I, I might be. Biffing the name, but they, they're both curable. They're not forever. So I'm you like, here with the two pack, the, two the, two the double pack, pack. The double, uh, double. I, don't, I don't want buy yeah. one, give one free with my STDs. <laughs> we got chicken doses of small fry so, and large coke. So, double, 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 this will happen. You're the only person that I've been with, so you know. So and it wasn't like a mad conversation. It was just this is what I have. You probably got it too because we slept together. I'm you gave now, it to me. I thought that see, and you and you know, even when we talked about it, it was like, oh, why are you out here, you know, sleeping under protection? I'm like, look, I thought she was grandfathered over this from dude, before that. Let me tell you, I have never been so frustrated and laughing. He he, he last got tested in April. You mm -hmm. said April. Mm -hmm. And she got tested then too, or just you? Me, but I figured I had had sex with her unprotected. I didn't have anything, so clearly she didn't have it. So then you and then you had sex with her most recently in what month? It was uh, like late July, early August. Like so, this dude, I'm like, why didn't you use a condom with her? He's like, well, I figured she was grandfathered in from the previous <laughs> test. He really said that to me, to Joshua, to Greg. He figured he was grandfathered in. So Greg is like. What, what what do you think she was doing in May and June and July? He's like, well, I just thought if she wasn't having sex with me, she wasn't having sex with anybody. Greg was it's, like, why would you think that? It's I would assume that they are having sex with every person in the world the every sexes. day in right. Amsterdam. You, right. Think about what you did in between that time. Donana. You went to Amsterdam mm -hmm. and ate a coochie banana and you thought she was just knitting? <laughs> you thought she was knitting the whole time and making pies? And I'm not obviously... My thing is, I, I never had unprotected sex. I had sex before I got married, but I never had unprotected sex and see, in my life. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, it wasn't as many people with you. Mm -hmm. It was a hot summer of 99. <laughs> One seven. Unprotected right. sex. The reason I was so frustrated with you <laughs> is this. I'm like, Doughboy don't never learn. But you just but I, had a pregnancy scare that could have changed your life. I did. And I'm thinking, okay, man, listen. Woo. From this, he's never gonna make that mistake again. And I, and I, and I was, I was, I was doing so well. I've had, I have had very little unprotected sex since then. Like I can count it on very one hand. Little. I can count it on one hand. It don't take much. I know, but sex. see, that's the thing that we talked about. And it's so okay. So okay. Tell, tell them what you told me, where you try to make me feel bad for being married. <laughs> But, okay, you ain't never. Been, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But, but before, but before, before we get there, but before we get there. So let me just say this, just so we can say what happened. So once she told me this, I'm like, okay, I, now I have to go and get tested and do this thing. I go to the clinic because I don't have benefits. I need to get them because life is expensive. It, okay, listen, you 
the um, open enrollment is coming around uh, October, November. Obamacare? Time frame. No, open enrollment. Okay. Where you can set up your own benefits. Talk to Tone. He okay. has a good uh, uh, health care. Me and Melissa, we, we don't have it right now either mm-hmm. because we missed the open enrollment period and we've been waiting for it to come around again. Mm-hmm. Just like when you work a regular job. Apparently, you can't just get benefits mm-hmm. at any time for self-employed. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for open enrollment period. So you should be researching now because the window is not that long. Right. And if you don't get it then... Uh, if you have a life-changing event, that's the only way you can get it. Right. So you need to be protected. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I go to a clinic. They charge me some money. And I'm like, look, this young lady, you know, I was intimate with. This is what she told me. So I tell the doctor all these things. Uh-huh. They run all my blood. They run my blood. They run my urine. They run everything. So now for a week, I'm just sitting there. And I didn't even tell you the whole time I was done. I'm just really. And I got to stop internalizing things. Because sometimes I feel like I'm just going to pop. So I'm just like, oh, my God. Now I'm thinking of any woman that I have been with between April and now. And I'm like, if, if anything, like, I'm just like, you know, like I said, I haven't been having a lot of unprotected sex. Like, if I have been having sex, it is protected. But I really haven't even been having sex. I just be like, I'm trying to wait till marriage. Like, I've been trying. And so, and even with her, like, I was, I was, I had a condom. And I was like, man, just grab the condom real quick. I was like, I'm going to get it real quick. And it's just when you're in those moments, whatever. But in any event, so they go. And so when, like, what is happening in your mind when you say, I hate condoms, but we'll talk about that in a second. So we'll get more into that. So I go, they run my blood, so now I got to wait for two to five business days. And I accidentally wrote, because my handwriting is so trash, I wrote my number. So they had the wrong contact number. So they had the results Tuesday, and they were calling the wrong phone number. Mm-hmm. So then I was waiting. That's why we were in the car together when I actually got the call with my results. I'm driving. You're like, no, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to know. You this. look so intense. And I was just like, yeah. you good? But this is what happened. All of my tests came back negative. I didn't have anything. So I didn't she have, just had something. Apparently. You know, and I talked to her after, and so she's just like, now she's really freaking out. Like, do I have this? It's like a more thing. Like, if you didn't give it to me, then <laughs> I definitely know what so, And I got tested. When I tell you, I got the entire gauntlet. I got HIV, HPV, uh, DMV, everything that they could test you for. <laughs> like, you know, I got my registration fixed. It was good. So, <laughs> so <give me> <laughs> So that's the thing that happened. So it was a big whew, moment, but then it was because I got tested for everything and everything came back, you know, negative. But and I was happy about that. But then it was just such an eye opening experience because like you said, bro, how many bullets do you really expect to dodge? You can't, But that's the thing that we, I was talking to. So the thing that I was telling Kevin about that he does not understand is that Kevin has been blessed enough by God to be with his dream woman since he was 16 years old. It's way different if you don't get that. Is that? And it's very is different. That is that God's blessing? Huh? Combined with work? Yeah, it's very hard work, and you do you and your wife do the work. There's a lot of people who I know who got married the year I got married and ain't married. I'm not saying you bumped into success. You work okay, hard. I'm you love your family. Sure. You put it for, but I'm saying the fact is... But you, it's a blessing to have, have it worked out. Exactly. But the okay. fact is you've been in a committed relationship with the same woman for over 20 years. It is very difficult to navigate. And I really realized that in having a conversation with you and Greg, two married men, about it. Because it's just like, well, how do I how do I maneuver through that? Like, I don't want to be out here having unprotected sex. But the fact of the matter is, I was in a relationship from 18 to 22 with one woman. Mm-hmm. All unprotected sex. I, we weren't using condoms. We were in a relationship. I was in a relationship with my daughter's mom from 22 to 30. We had a child. It was all unprotected sex. We never wore condoms. I was with my ex-wife from 31 to 36. All unprotected sex. You know what I'm saying? I was married. So... From having sex from eighty two, huh? I was together for the six. What? You're married for the eighty two. Yeah, the eighty four days. Yeah, we weren't married that long, yeah, but, right. but the relationship was relationship five years. Together. So you're looking at a guy who since eighteen. How many from, years is that total? Eighteen years from eighteen to thirty six. 
Damn. I had been having sexual relationships and committed relationships, and now it's like we, we just as a just when we were having a conversation, just with wearing having sex with a condom is just not pleasurable. I don't like it. The woman doesn't like it. They be like, oh, it is. STDs don't like it either. Exactly. Like, but it's just, let us get in there and get in here. But if you're gonna be protected, we can't get out from her into you or into you. But even there, when man. you think about it like this, it's even like even when you try to get protected the most that you can. It's st- stuff still happens. Condoms break all the time. And then if you're having sex... Let me tell you what a terrible logic is. I'm not saying don't worry. Condoms break. So why should I even try? That was never my thing. I'm just saying that even in trying to be safe, and that's what you should always do, and I have worn condoms, sometimes, even the, when you're trying to make the right step... Yeah, well, no, it's not there. 100% there's no full, but it's it, better than completely sushi raw, right? So then it just it just really made me just think like when you're when you're a young man, well, I don't even consider young anymore. I'm forty, I don't know. But when you're single, it's like I just don't know how to. But it, what that really did, it was a very sobering experience. Now, was it the baby scare sobering? That was. They're all sobering. Does, this, does, this, does the scare wear off? Nope. I'm genuinely asking. I'm not even trying to be funny. I, 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 what happens to It's not like, that it doesn't wear off. It's just when it's game time and you're about to go and you're about to do that. It's like if you're not in a committed relationship and if you're not in a marriage, there's so many different variables you need to think about. Just think about even if you're having sex. What if you want to give someone oral sex? You know, you put a piece of saran wrap on it. Like it's just. Dental dam. I'm just. It's a lot. Like, they did that in booty call. Here's my. Here's sex. what I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You obviously aren't going to listen to this advice. I'm I always sure. listen to your advice. I just sometimes mess up. I was gonna say he listens, but I feel like let's be very clear. <laughs> let's be very clear. Since since that pregnancy scare, bro, I haven't come to you with no scares, no nothing. I've been chill. And a lot it, possibly. I'm just saying, but I haven't been having a ton of sex. Okay, here, here's what I'm saying. Because I agree. If if God forbid something happened to me and Melissa, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to jump in the water. Fifteen years of condomless sex, and then going back to a con. <laughs> I get that's that. actually the perfect parallel. So. I, I, I get I get that part. Here's the problem, though. You want the benefits of a committed relationship without one. Mm. You want to have unprotected sex. You know, people in committed relationships have unprotected sex all the time. Mm. But what happens is they get tested. Hey, we're having protected sex. Mm. We're going to be serious about each other. We both need to get tested. And then we need to have a form of birth control as well. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people who are having condomless sex and enjoying their relationship, your problem is you want to have unprotected sex all the time. And you don't want to, you don't want to, because the thing is, you don't have the luxury of a committed relationship. So if you don't have the luxury of a committed relationship, then you don't have the luxury of unprotected sex. You can't have that benefit and freedom without the relationship. You need to take the time to get to know a woman Mm -hmm. long enough to, hey, you know what, we, I, I, the girl aside, you know how I feel about her specifically. <laughs> but uh, okay, you know what? I like you. We've been together for a little while. Maybe we slipped up and had protected sex, uh, or maybe in your life. Not before, before, before you even keep that because I, I don't want to cut you off. But you know, but another thing that that, that does need to be pointed out that I can even buy condoms online. Like I don't even have to go to the store to buy them. I can get them online. You ever buy something online and then find out you could have gotten it for less? It's worse than when someone says, nice to meet you, when you've met them before. Not to mention, once that happens, you feel like you could be overpaying every time you shop. Luckily, we have Honey, the free browser extensions that saves you time and money when shopping online. 
Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then, like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. It knows about every coupon code, sale, or discount at over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Macy, J. Crew, Domino's, Target, and more. Just shop like normal and Honey finds you savings. So I could have easily just ordered some condoms. I just said, you know what? Yeah, Rick, it's getting hot and heavy. Let me just put this order in. Let's be protected. We can still have fun, mm -hmm. but we can protect ourselves. Now, Honey has found its 10 million users over a billion dollars in savings. Now listen, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash RR. That's joinhoney.com slash RR. So anyway, so back to my thought process for you, because I'm not ridiculous. I don't feel like I'm being ridiculous. Commit a relationship with girl X, okay? You're having sex with girl X before you are serious. It's a one night stand. You're not sure. Hey man, you having condom sex. This is just the way. It's not going to feel as great as it is. But the benefit to that is no babies, no babies. No babies, no rabies. No babies, no rabies. It's not going to lead to, it's less likely mm -hmm. to lead to a venereal disease. Absolutely. Which, whatever to me, sounds worse than STD. You, you know, it's less likely to lead to a baby. Also, you have the option in your life to get a vasectomy. You don't have to be having the baby scare as well. You're 40 years old. <laughs> if you don't want to have kids, <laughs> that, that you can get a vasectomy and leave no, one more kids. Why? I like the baby. She is all old, man. She don't need me for nothing. You're 40. You have a kid now, you're going to be 58 and they graduate high school? But this is the thing. Well, this listen, is no, no, no. You're stopping my thought. I want to finish this thought because you be making me seem like I'm ridiculous. You are. If you don't want, if you want kids later in life and you want them, you do want them with a person you know well enough, you are risking children with women you don't know that well. Mm -hmm. And that is dumb. Is. That is stupid. Mm -hmm. That is reckless. And it's immature. And it will end bad eventually. And you, you deserve everything coming to you. You make that mistake. And you and you choose that choice, knowing what the options are. You deserve the heartache and pain, child support, yeah. baby mama tripping. You don't know these women that well. You don't know their families. You don't know pickup. You don't know none of that stuff. You gonna, now you're gonna be stressed out mm -hmm. dealing with potentially a terrible. I mean, maybe you're blessed to have a perfect relationship, but I mean, you rolling the dice blind and betting ten thousand a hand. And you just like, here goes nothing. I, you literally can have a child with this woman. More than $10,000, you think about how much it's going to cost. Yes, like, that, I, 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 I was it. terrified, and I was having kids with the woman I loved and wanted kids, and I was still like, man, this is a it's, lot. No, 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 let me finish. So when you get into a committed relationship, you have that conversation. As an adult, you need to have that conversation. I don't really like having uh, sex with condoms. So if we're going to be together, let's both get tested before we have unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. Let's make it. I got my paperwork now. Yeah. You should be getting tested regularly. Yeah. You know, not April. And then you have sex. You can have sex raw with a person. You need to re-get tested. Don't use the grandfather theory. The grandfather no, this is, that is a cell phone thing. <laughs> and we don't have unlimited minutes no more. We don't want to change your contract. That yeah. does not work with STDs. You don't know. She could have had sex with 8,000 people right. in between. Or just one person who had an STD. Or, or with one person that had, you know. It's just, you don't know. It's such a so now I'm in a committed relationship with Girl X. We've been talking for a couple of months. We want to have unprotected sex. We both get tested. We're both clean. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to have a child? If I want to have a child with you right now, then we should be talking about that. If, if not, I then don't, we can maybe birth control. Or there whatever. is another birth control option, and that's also risky because it's the person you still don't know that well. You're hoping that she takes a pill every day or she gets a shot or whatever. You're hoping that that works. And then you have now you've done the proper steps to help prevent things like this from happening. But you just say, I don't like kind of sex. So 
No. I don't think anybody loves it. Hold on, hold on, because I don't want that to be the narrative to come across. I was starting to very much functionally do condom sex. I was doing it. It's just I had a slip. It's, I'm not a perfected, you know. But me not drinking anything in almost two years, that's one thing I've done perfect. I'm not perfect in every other okay. area of my life. So, you know, I don't want that but to be this unfortunately, like with alcoholism, right. it one, does, that one, all I need one, one beer is I'm, I'm done. One, and one slip with the sex could lead exactly. to SD. So and it's not, not like working out. Right. Working out like last night, man, I didn't work out yesterday. When y'all went upstairs, I looked at the snack machine and I went upstairs. And when y'all was on your room, I went right back down. Yeah, I, 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 I got a soda, I, I got M&M's and chips. That's not as, you know, you're not going to get chlamydia from Snickers. Exactly. So <laughs> that's a play. You, you're taking non-slip up offenses. Right. And I feel like you feel, oh, well, I, I've been doing good. It's it's not a thing that oh, you've been doing good. It only good. takes one time to mess up and it's life-changing consequences. STDs, some of them are not curable. Mm -hmm. Babies are not reversible. Mm -hmm. So you're taking life-changing swings right. with I, I feel like you should take this as seriously as your survival. I, I am now, and that's that was my second. But I wanted to I wanted to make two points. For one, I wanted to very be very clear why I wanted to have this conversation on our platform because this is the thing. I think that sometimes, like I say, a lot of times my blessings come from places I'm afraid to go through. Yeah. I think sometimes breakthrough comes from talking about things people don't want to talk about. I know yeah. for a fact I'm not the only person oh, in my position well, that, that deals with this. No, you know what I mean. So I so wanted, let me tell you something funny about this. Right, I saw this tweet. And this person said, if you got a moxicillin in your house, you a hoe, right? Mm -hmm. and I was like, what? Because I have a moxicillin. Because I, um, uh, my son had a uh, ear infection, mm -hmm. and they gave that to you. When I had gotten my teeth deep clean, mm -hmm. they're like, hey, to prevent infection, we're going to give you this. Take it for seven days. You're good now. We want to just make sure it prevents infection. So I didn't. I was. I don't even get the joke. People were laughing. Ah, I was. I didn't even get it. So I looked up a moxicillin. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it's something that they prescribe a lot of times. Mm -hmm. uh, with people have STDs. Right, no, that's what they actually did. So that's another thing too. When you go to get tested, I told them what I potentially had. Mm -hmm. They gave me the medicine for it before the results came back. Oh, really? Like, we're just gonna treat you for it now. So here, go to the to the right aid, go get your medicine. So I took medicine for a disease that I didn't even have. So they give it to you like oh, I that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they gave I've it to I've never actually been tested for STDs. Because you, 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 you I've never had unprotected sex with anybody but Melissa. Right, so I mean, so that's a great, you know, situation to be in. I'm saying it's, it's much different. But I no, not... I realized that I'm not the norm, and I had to really check myself after you told me that a while ago. Because right. I was having a little holier than now, right. like hottier thing, because it's easy for me, mm -hmm. and I'm realizing that that's one of the things that I have for, you know, one of the benefits I have of being committed to a relationship with the same woman for mm -hmm. 15, 20 years, I realized that that's not the case. And I realized that if mm -hmm. I, and you are even worse, not negatively, you're uh -huh. worse than most people because mm -hmm. you've had the, three long-term relationships. Like, there's a lot of dudes out there who've been having random sex, mm -hmm. but they've always been having random sex. Exactly. So they I was like, in, yeah, yeah, they've been having kind of sex for a long time, so they're exactly. like, man, I just can use They know, and that's what I'm saying. So even like, when we talking to different people, or even like talking to Greg, Greg was like, I would never not be wearing a condom. Yeah. I was like, I was never wearing condoms. So, you know, this yeah. is a different, you know, type of thing. Um, I just had a really good thought, and then you just cut me off, and then I forgot. When did I cut you off? Just right now. It just happened two seconds ago. Hold on. But no, this is the this is the other thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about, and then we can wrap up. How much time, how much time we got left? Okay. How, how do you feel about this line of thinking? Because the the conversation then led itself from okay, once we got over the fact that okay, Doughboy, you had an STD scare. Thank God you didn't have any STDs. Thank God you're not out here passing STDs anymore. So that was cool. But then we started having the conversation just about, you know, well, what do I do as far as like I, I want to know what your thoughts is. I'm starting to look at whoever I be getting into a committed relationship with, whoever that happens to be next. Because now that's like where my head is like, you know what? I'm done. Just put me in a relationship. I don't want to 
Keep I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> but I, I get but I already wanted a relationship. Yeah, but this, put me in a relationship, because <laughs> I, I can't. But this is, this is where I, and tell me what you think about this. I'm starting to look at whoever I end up with less of this mythical soulmate that was designed for me and more like who just makes sense in my life? Like who can I be with that has common goals, that wants to do certain things instead of me just looking for this needle in a haystack woman that, cause you know, like I, I do the same thing and I didn't realize it until we had that conversation cause I do the same thing all the time. Like I meet women and I'm like, she's the one, she's the one because I have a vision of what I think she you is and every woman I think it's gotta be her. Every time. Right. So we were talking about this in the car in July it was this girl who was the one in April was this girl who was the one last year the girl who uh, almost gave you an STD she was the one mm -hmm. and then all I met somebody in June oh, oh this is the one July <laughs> August and it's like bro like do you even hear and I get it because I tell myself I'm gonna work out be right and oh that one fine. no no let me say that was the metaphor that I want to give you but go ahead now I know what I want to say to you. I, I just lost my train of thought because I don't know what I was saying. Really? Yes. Okay, well, this is the... No, I was just... Talking. Oh, 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 I know what to say. So, when I was young and married, Rick Warren wrote a book called Purpose Driven Life. And he said in that book, he's a pastor, I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. I've read the book. Okay, so... Um, in, in one of the lines of the book is that, like... I'm paraphrasing because I haven't read it in a while. But he was like, you know, there's no such thing as soulmates. Like, God doesn't pick who you're supposed to be with. You could be married to a variety of people... And with each person that you could be married to, you would have to do the requisite work mm -hmm. to make that happen. Like, I think about this, like, when we moved to Washington, the reason I met Melissa is because both of our dads were stationed at the same base. We lived around the corner from each other and went to the same high school. If my dad would have been stationed, I think he was supposed to go to Fort Benning instead of Fort Lewis, there's no way I would have ever met Melissa, ever. That's crazy. Or if I would have stayed in El Paso, I could have stayed in El Paso and finished out high school and stayed with my grandma. Another way, there's no way I'd meet Melissa. If we don't happen to go to the same high school and ride the same, I met her because we rode the same bus together and had the same class. So I stayed in El Paso in 11th, 12th grade. I never meet her. So is she my soulmate? No. And I told Melissa that she got livid. Really? She's like, don't you mean I ain't special? Like, <laughs> never says you're not special. Like, I feel like, you know, we have done the work to be married to her. And then we've been talking about this a lot. Relationship dynamics. You are uh, who you are is... Um, have related to who you're around. So mm -hmm. in the relationship, mm -hmm. Melissa is a, uh, more of an entrepreneur now because of being married to me. And I have my, you know, she, I, I don't know the specific like requisite thing that she's done for me because she's done so much things for my life. But my life is better for having her in it, you yeah. know, but I'm more ambitious to work nine to five. Got she it. was, I mean, not working nine to five. She was happy working at nine to five. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I said all that to say, there's no such thing as soulmate. There's people that you find, you meet, you date, you work out, you see if their personality matches with yours, and you see if you want to do the work to make a relationship work with them and, and keep it going. But thinking about this perfect person, because what you end up doing, and maybe other people do it, you meet the person, you want them to be perfect so bad, you heighten their perfections and you hide their flaws. Ooh, say that one more time, please. <laughs> you meet what you think is the perfect person, and you want them to be perfect for you so bad that you heighten their perfections and you, and you minimize their flaws. And then you tell them, oh, man, oh, man, this girl does this. And then God told me this is what she wants. And all this other stuff that she doesn't do, you don't care about that. And then you meet another girl, and it's totally different reasons that you say this girl is the one. Like, I've known you for five years. You have had no less than eight the ones. And I mean girls you have seriously sat me down with and said, this is my wife. <laughs> God told and you And God is... God is not the author of confusion. I'll be thinking, so I'll be, be telling myself that. It, it is, ain't really God. It's not. 
I don't want to say. I be like, praying, trying to listen for the voice of God. I be like, dude, I just said God speaks through His Word. His Word don't so say. Be the bottom Letitia is your. No. I mean, yes, right. but it's not going to be Letitia. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't speak and say this, this, but there's no way God told you eight people are the one. Right. You've told me no, like everyone, God told me this is my wife. He couldn't possibly mess up that many times. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but you never, you never feel like that's, um, that's them. So you, I think you need to take the mysticism and the fairy tale out of so it. So maybe this is a more realistic approach and just be like, who that's makes sense for my you, life? That's why you date. I was talking to somebody about this on Twitter. Somebody I know from Seattle tweeted something that I thought was really interesting. She was like, man, how do you deal with your friendships changing? Mm -hmm. Like as you age. And I thought that was interesting. And I said, you know what? I realized your friends are reflective of where you are and where they are in life. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of friends in high school that I thought would be my friends forever. They were just my friends in high school. Mm. A lot of people I met in college, there's like three people that I talked to, three to five people that I talked to kind of on a regular basis from college. My boy Lil, my lawyer, like, and I didn't even know them in high school, right? Wow. And But the rest of the people that I knew in college that I used to talk to all the time, I don't, I don't talk to them at all. So then when I moved to LA, all my homies and friends in Washington who were a big part of my life, all of a sudden our dynamic changed. I don't live in Washington no more, so I don't have those friends. So now I'm in the industry. I meet people in the industry. You, Doughboy, Josh, or you are Doughboy, Josh, Tony, Tahir. They're more of a part of my life because they're reflective of where I am now. And now as my career trajectory is rising, I have friends who are reflective of that. Toby, Yvonne, Issa, Spice Adams. Spice. They're people who are like, none of us are like crazy famous, mm -hmm. but some of us we're are rising. Right. Right. Yeah, we, and maybe some of us don't blow on the others do or whatever, but they're reflective of where I am in life. And if I bust into the stratosphere and I get, you know, like like Lil Rel, you know, he he was right before us in mm -hmm. comedy. And then he just He's had like, I don't know, 10 movies now. Mm -hmm. Like his friends from Chicago are not the same friends. So, and, and then your life changes. As you get crazy money, your friends tend to be those people because the people who don't have crazy money they, they just don't fit in the same. You know what I'm saying? You start to feel like people are using you, which is a topic for another episode right. that I do want to talk about because I've been feeling like that more and more lately. We're going to talk about it? No, I think that's a bonus episode talk because oh, that, that is... Oh, let's do that. But let me... Let, let, this is the last thing I want to say because I know we're to last time to wrap up, but I wanted to say this 10 minutes ago, but you messed up my train of thought. I just want to give you a metaphor just to understand the difficulty of condom sex. I, I, I think I found the perfect metaphor for you. You have been trying to get in shape. For you want to, I know you want 225. Only like 15 years. Right. So that's something that's really, really... I don't really, think I want 225. Okay, but whatever you want, you know you want your body to look a certain type of way. You know what it's going to take. You know you're going to have to... Let's just talk about just the diet part of it. Sure, sure. sure. You know you got to eat certain foods, yeah. you know, kale, oatmeal, different things. When What happens, like say, you, like say you're third weekend and you're working out and you know it's not a cheat day at all, you get around some food you really want. You know you're not supposed to. You know it's wrong for you. You know it's negative consequences, but your whole mind shifts and you start to be like, well, you start to make excuses. You start to backdoor yourself like, no. And then that's what happens in, in condom sex. It's like, yeah, I know it's wrong. Yeah, I know. I can have, and of course, the stakes are much bigger than, and you then know. It's like putting a balloon on your tongue and eating a steak. Exactly. So it's like, but so do you at least understand how your mind can shift from, I know this is what's right, X, Y, Z. And then you put yourself in a real life situation and it's like, with that cake. Yes, but I, I do. Okay, so I, I do, just want I do understand the sentiment. I think even before I got married, I was so terrified of having kids because partly because my brother had a baby so early at mm -hmm. sixteen, I was terrified. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, this will ruin your life. This ruins your college. So I was terrified. But again, with different circumstances, different situations. But do you and see I, that though? I, like, I do okay. see it, and I'm not even saying it's easy. Right. I'm just saying because the stakes are out of this world, I make that weight loss mistake. 
because there's, the stakes aren't that high. Right. But if I had like type two diabetes, and it's like, no, you really- Then it's a non-negotiable. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. I'll give you one. I don't drink crazy, you know that, but I drink from time to time. When I was taking medicine after I got my teeth cleaned, one of these medicines was a new medicine and it was like, do not drink with this, mm. right? And I was like, okay, that's no big deal. I don't drink crazy like that. Then the next line was like, do not even eat food that is cooked with a hint of alcohol in it. And I'm like, okay, now hold up. Like, wow. that's that's unusual right. for me with medicine, right? Mm -hmm. So I look up this medicine. Apparently, whatever is in this medicine, if, if it's mixed with alcohol, it can lead to seizures. What? Right? Wow. So we go out to dinner, uh, my homegirl's birthday, or was moved to LA. We take them to dinner. You know, they're out. We all my homies are grabbing a glass of wine or drink or whatever. I'm looking at this alcohol like, if I take a sip of this, not, and I'm not even like pining for it, but in my mind, I'm like, I could have a seizure where I won't eat, I won't drink for a year. Right. You know what I mean? Because the stakes are so much different. And that's what I think about with this. That's why I think the best metaphor you gave me was taking it serious as alcohol. Yeah, because I have not had any slips on alcohol. Yeah, and you have struggled. Right. But you, you're like, I feel like, I feel like you got to understand, like, you're, if you get an uncurable. Mm -hmm. That'd be my you, biggest fear. Now, 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 it's, now, it's just, now think about this. Say you get an STD that you can't cure, right? And now you meet the woman of your dreams for real. Yeah. Now you got to tell her, oh, I got this uncurable or whatever. Why does she want to deal with that? And now you could have squandered the woman that could have been. And that could have been the one God was holding With from. kids. And now she's like, oh, man, I'm not trying to be in a committed relationship with somebody who has that. Like, right. that's just because you're not going to. I know you're not the type of person to put that risk out there right. like that. You no. would never do that. Never. So now you're thinking about you could be ruining your future in your past. That's a word. I love you, man. I love you, man. another episode of Righteous and Righteous. We're going to bring y'all the real. episode, and I'm about oh, yeah. to tell the truth. Okay, we're going to talk about it. nothing but. Bye.